you go. Century number 10 for Brendan Taylor. He's got the Australian captain. We're talking about Rivada. We're talking about how good he is. And there it is. His 39th one day international 100. The King gets his crown at the Adelaide Oval. Go on, taken. Deep mid-wicket. Glenn Maxwell celebrates here at Cole. He cannot believe it in the middle of the ground. Welcome to the DNet Stumps podcast. Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket show with expert analysis by Dean Duplessis. A very warm welcome to the podcast again. Great to be with you. And uh, today we are going to be catching up with Zimbabwe's current One Day International and T20 International Captain Craig Irvin. Craig, it's been a long, long time coming, but thank you so much for taking time out to be on the podcast. No, cheers. Thanks very much, Tim. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here and uh, to be catching up with you again. Well, as you can probably hear in the background, it's one of these podcasts that we're doing out in, I was about to say the winter sun, but goodness, there's no sun today. It's quite a chilly day. So you're going to hear a little bit of bird life and uh, probably one or two other sounds as well. Um, Craig, uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the shows, I like to call it, I want to remind you of something that happened 11 years ago back in 2010 when you and your older brother Sean stitched me up and sold me down the river. And um, how much of this do you remember? I'll just refresh your memory. So we were all having a little bit of breakfast at a a well-known popular area, which is right at Harare Sports Club, decided that we needed some breakfast. And um, the two of you played a bit of a trick on me. How much do you remember of that? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it was was obviously a long time ago. But you know we've <clears throat> all us three three brothers tend to tend to look quite similar, you know, sound quite similar as well. So we we, we just decided that you asked to interview Sean, and um, <laughs> I decided to take his place. <laughs> um, but you know, as, as you said back then, the only way you actually realised that it was me was uh, was the the handshake afterwards. Um, <laughs> With my with my gammy thumb. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, had it not been for that, had you shaken your my hand with your left hand, yeah, you would have got co- completely away with it. But also, just from a, I suppose, a person who is blind, you know, your hands are are longer and slender, whereas Sean has got those big, broad, powerful, bone-crushing hands. You know, when when he shakes hands, tell us a bit about that gammy thumb of yours. What what actually happened there? Um, it was, I think, I was twelve at the time. Um, and we had actually just gotten home for the first, I was form one, so first, first exit um, of high school. And I was, I was definitely excited to be, to be out of school and, and back home you know, for, for the weekend. Um, and I actually stood on the, on, on the windowsill um, at home and reached up on the palmet to get, we used to, we used to put these little pea shooters that we used to shoot frogs with in the right. pool, and we hid them on top of the palmet. So, I actually stood up on the windowsill to grab one of these off, and um, accidentally my foot slipped off the windowsill, and I stuck my hand out on the way down, you know, just out of instinct to to stop falling, and I went straight through the this long glass window pane. Oh, um, and it it wasn't the hand going through that actually cut it. It was it was the wrist landing on the on the jagged pieces that were still in the in the window frame that that actually sliced through my my wrist. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we got rushed off to hospital and you know that they, they managed to. Dr. Corrick was the was the doctor at the time and and he managed to do a unbelievable job stitching me up. 
that's uh, ah, that's quite a story. That's uh, and it's still remark uh, re remarkable that you you know because I I know that sometimes with accidents like that you can actually almost use quite a quite a bit of the hand you know but the fact that you still take good catches at slip and obviously are still I mean fine you're a left hand and that was your right hand but even so the fact that you're still able to go about your business I guess is uh, is is quite remarkable all right so let's get now get into the meat and potatoes of the show I, the last dare I say six weeks or so obviously would have been incredibly disappointing for you as a player as the captain and then generally as a team as well having um, losing series to Namibia in the T20 series. You lost that series 3-2. And then, of course, the 6-0 um, loss to Afghanistan, which you now obviously would have had a bit of time to reflect on. But just looking back, I would imagine that these losses would have hurt you quite quite significantly. Yeah, no, no, definitely. You know, it's, as, as the leader of the team, you, you always want to try and lead by example. Um, just with your individual performances, yeah, and I think that's that's probably been the most disappointing part. Is with with Namibia, I obviously started started the series well and got a got a 50 odd not out, um, and we went on to win that game. But since then, you know, I haven't really led from the front um, myself, and and I think it's 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 been quite difficult to, I guess, pick everybody else up. Um, when when you yourself are struggling, um, so it, it, it's it's been a long, long five six weeks. I, I do feel that um, there has been a lot of positive talk. Um, I know things won't turn around uh, quickly, um, but it's it, it's definitely a process that that we have to get get started. Um, and I think there there are a few changes that that will have to be made in, in order for us to, to progress. Um, so I, I do think that the chat around Zim Cricket is a, is a positive one. Um, and I think that we'll, we'll start to see those results um, coming through in the near future. How, how are you able to still remain as positive as you are when you're continuously beaten? And it's, it's not only just the results, I mean, obviously, you would have received a fair amount of abuse, not necessarily abuse, but ribbing from the crowd and, um, you know, comments made in the media as well, some of them with justification, others just, you know, people just shooting from the hip and not really thinking what they say. But basically it all culminates into a rather horribly tasting stew, I suppose you could say. Now, how do you... How do you, in the short time that you have before these T20 World Cup qualifiers, how do you put that all behind you and still genuinely believe in yourself as a player, yourself as a captain, and also, very importantly, the team around you? How does that work? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's definitely a tough situation, um, but it's, it's not one that we, we haven't been in before. Um, and, and I just think that the chat around the, the, the change room needs to stay positive. Um, I don't think that in situations like this you can then start pointing fingers at each other um, because that'll literally just disintegrate um, the whole unit. You know, and, and I had a, had a brief conversation with one of the younger guys last night. You know, and, and he just said, you know, I, I just don't know what to do. Um, 
And I said, well, you know, I'm in the same position. And he, he made a good point where he said, you, you, you're struggling, but, you know, you've been through this before, so you know how to deal with it. Um, and I, I could only say to him that, you know, you, you have to make sure that the people around you are, are people that are always going to try and support you and always going to try and lift you up. Um, because when you do get those, those negative comments from, from the public um, or the press, you know, those sort of things can, can really put you down and, and really make you doubt yourself. Um, so to hang around, you know, friends that, that are positive and, and friends that, that keep believing in you um, and, and family as well, you know, they, they play a huge part in, in keeping you, you motivated um, and just, just continue to, to get the best out of you. And, and <clears throat> you know, going forward, we, we're definitely going to need to support one another, especially in the change room. Um, and we're definitely going to need to have a lot more positive conversations, um, constructive criticism. Um, but I think the, the main priority there is, is to make sure that we're there for one another because one day your, your friend on your left is struggling and you're doing okay um, and the next day it's the other way around, you know. So if you are able to be there for, for one another, I feel like when you see your, your mate succeed, I think you're going to be genuinely happy for that success, you know, and, and, and you want others to be happy for when you succeed you know and it, and, and it definitely goes both ways so yeah captaincy um a, a lot of people were were surprised when you got the captaincy and and when i say surprised not in a negative sense but you know you're a very very quiet very reserved you know person you always have that sort of uh, mr cool about you in the sense that you always seem to be very calm you you don't appear to show any outer anxieties when you're on the field, when you're batting or, or any of thing of that nature. So when you were given the captaincy, and initially you, you I think your first spell as captain was in 2020 in the one-off test against Bangladesh. But since then you've now captained the side in the shorter formats. Is it something that you enjoy? Yeah, look, I mean, I'd, I might look calm on the outside. <laughs> But uh, there's a whole lot going on the inside. But no, it's it, it's definitely been a been a challenge. Um, I would say that it's it's not my comfort zone because, like you said, you know I'm I'm sort of a quiet person. Um, stick to myself, you know. And, and being captain, you know, I have to I have to be out there. I have to try and you know control things and and obviously speak up with with with, with the team. Um, and it, it, it hasn't it hasn't been easy to to deal with. I guess I, it, it's definitely pulled me out of out of hiding in a sense. Um, so it's you know I've I've taken it up as a as a challenge and and something that I think will will make me a better person um, in the future. And how's the body holding out? Do you still feel that you still got a little bit of feel in the tank? Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think it's it's one of the the attributes that I've that I've had is I've always managed to stay fit, um, fit and healthy. I know that I've had quite a few injuries in the past, um, and of late I think I've had COVID four times, which hasn't helped. Um, but I, you know, generally 
you know, I, I, I do try and stay disciplined in, in that field and, and make sure that, you know, I am eating as healthy as I can and I am staying as fit as I can so that I can play for as long as I, 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 I desire to play. We're going to talk about uh, some of the positive uh, stuff that you spoke about in a bit, but I, I just want to focus a bit on your career up to this point. Now, I've uh, witnessed you score two test hundreds, uh, in fact, three. One in Bulawayo, the other one was in um, Sri Lanka, and then the third in, in Dhaka. So, and and w one thing that I've noticed is when you do get a hundred, predominantly it's a very, very big one. Which one out of those hundreds did you enjoy the most? Look, I'll probably say, um, you know, the first one against New Zealand. Yeah, you know, they, they they all have that. They're all very special in in their own way. You know, the hundred against New Zealand, I think, was was special because it was it was the first hundred. It it kind of made me feel like I belonged, um, and the first test was you know I, I batted through a little period that was that was extremely tough um, and I felt like getting through getting through that little period and coming into the second innings and getting 50 gave me a, just a little bit more belief that well if I can get 50 you know why can't I go and go on and get a hundred um, and it's just one of those moments that you, know, you look back and think just wow how did, how did I do that um, so that was that was special with New Zealand, you know, the Bangladesh hundred. Um, Bangladesh has always been a bit of my Achilles heel, you know. I've always I've always struggled there, um, and that hundred I actually hadn't made a fifty in any format in Bangladesh, um, and I went on to get a hundred. So <clears throat> in, in that regard, that was that's why that that hundred was special to me. Um, and Sri Lanka, you know, again, just being in the subcontinent, um, you know, guys always saying that it, it's quite tough to bat there. Um, but, but you know, I, I was always brought up um, believing that when you get in, you really have to make the most of it, um, because the hardest part is is actually getting in. Um, and you, you're almost more disappointed when you get in and get a get a 30 or 40 and get out um, because you have done all the hard work. Um, so <clears throat> one of my mental reminders is is just to keep going, keep going. Whether you've got 100 or 150, it, it's, it's never enough. You always got to make sure you cash in when you're in decent form um, because that generally covers you for, for the times that, you, that you're out of form. I personally enjoyed the, the 100 against Sri Lanka the most, and I'll tell you why, is because you were at your fluent best, you know, they, and, and I'm sure you'd be the first to admit that there have been times when you've been bogged down quite significantly and when you struggle a bit to rotate the strike, but uh, th this innings just seemed to go well for you from, from the get-go. You came to the crease in a little bit of trouble, and as opposed to just you know, trying to survive, you, you thought, well, to me, this is the way I'm seeing it, of course, is you decided, I think the only way that we're going to get out of trouble is to be nice and positive and not necessarily just by the shots that you played, but just by your, even when it came to leaving balls outside the off stump, it was a positive leave, a defensive stroke, you got a good stride in yeah. and, and, and you rotated the strike. And I know that sounds a bit, you know, 
crazy in a test match, but you rotated the strike beautifully. And what I loved very much about that 100 was that partnership that you had with Donald Tiripano at the, at, towards the end of day one, because what he did was he ensured that you not only got to your 100, but then were able to push on to 150 at the end of that day as well. Yeah, no, no definitely. You know, and and the, the nice thing about playing in, in Sri Lanka um, is that the, the outfields in that are, are extremely fast, you know, and, and that that wicket there in, in Colombo was was such such a nice wicket where <clears throat> you got you know s such good value for for shots. Um, and I actually don't I don't really remember too much too much about it. Um, I just remember you know the ball flying off the bat and, and going to the boundary. Um, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, that the feeling that you that you get walking off, you know, 150 odd not out. You know, those are, those are the moments that you. That's the reason why you play cricket. You know, just just for those sort of moments. Um, and you, you probably want them to come round a little bit more often than they have been. Uh, looking ahead now, uh, obviously it's it's a very interesting time for Zimbabwe cricket. Once again, they find themselves in a do-or-die situation because the World Cup qualifiers in terms of the T20s are around the corner. Big news has broken that Dave Houghton has, uh, will now be taking over as head coach. Now, he was the head coach, but that was obviously many, many years ago. Uh, how much value do you think someone like Dave Houghton will bring to the team? Look, I think he he'll bring a huge amount of value. Um, I think chatting to the guys that played for for Mountaineers, you know, this last season that had that had Dave there, um, they just said it it was just so refreshing to have somebody of of Dave's caliber there. Um, and I think everybody respects him. Um, you know, he's he's been around the system. He understands the system. Um, so I, I definitely think that <coughs> he's going to get the best out of out of our players, um, and hopefully the results will show that. When Lance Klusner was initially here as batting coach, there seemed to be a great deal of freedom for you as batters. It, it, it seemed like he really wanted you, all of you, to go out there and to express yourselves, be it with the reverse sweep or, or, or being brave. Do you feel that the, co the combination of Dave Houghton and Lance Klusen are both exceptionally aggressive cricketers in their own right and, and positive people as well? Will we possibly once again see the brand of Zimbabwe playing brave cricket? So not reckless cricket, but brave cricket, because many people felt that that has kind of fallen away by the wayside and that the team, generally speaking, has been a bit more conservative. So between Lance Klusner and, and Davy Houghton and one or two other people, are, are we once again going to see that, that brand of, of brave cricket coming back into the setup? Almost pretty similar to what Brendan McCullum is trying to do with, with England. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think, you know, the game of cricket is, is going that way. You know, you, if, if, you, if, you, if you look at the test match between England and, and New Zealand, you know, if, if you went back a decade, you know, people would, wouldn't even think of, of playing a test match that way, you know, and it just shows how far cricket has come and it also shows how far behind we are, you know, and I think <clears throat> one thing I remember when Lance Klusner was with us a few years ago was 
he always said if you if you're in doubt take the positive option you know and i think with him and and dave there i think you know that mentality will will definitely come back in and it's it's something that we really need to work on you know you you can't you can't play defensive cricket in the nets and then get out into the middle and and try and play aggressive cricket it's, it's something that you need to you need to do throughout so i do think that playing positive uh, brave courageous cricket I, I think is something that we need to do in order to move forward you know we, we're not going to go anywhere if we're just going to come and and play our our defensive game um, and just say to ourselves that uh, we just want to be competitive you know we want to come and win and the only way you're going to come and win is by putting other teams under pressure and by putting putting other teams under pressure you're going to have to play aggressive cricket Looking forward to the T20 World Cup qualifiers and looking forward to actually qualifying. Yes, you know we we have to we have to be positive about that. Um, you know our our group consists of Jersey, Singapore, and and USA, um, and then there's a good chance we will meet maybe Netherlands, Hong Kong, um, possibly Uganda in in the semi. So. We need to we need to knuckle down and and make sure that we leave no stone unturned um, before that tournament. Craig Irvin, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you so very much for your time. We know that you've got places to be and things to do, so thank you for your time and uh, wishing you nothing but the very best under uh, the new coach. Wishing you the best as captaincy and uh, also in terms of results for the country as well. No, cheers. Thanks very much, Dean. It's always a pleasure to come and have a chat with you. And uh, if you would like to get involved in the podcast, you're more than welcome to do so. Perhaps maybe you'd like to sponsor it in some way, should you wish to do so. Uh, you can reach me on my Twitter handle, which is at Dean underscore P-L-E-S-S-I-S. -S -S, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. But until next time, stay safe. Take care. Goodbye. been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast.